What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Music NFT Podcast. Brock and Aaron back at you again with another episode this week. Coming in hot. Brock, how are we? Aaron, you're bringing a lot of energy today. Man, I always bring the energy. Always bring it. Bring the hype. Yeah, man. It has been an interesting week full of highs and lows. And looking forward wow. to wow, so mate, depressed, I'm, so I'm depressed, depressed. Out here. just low. Fucking Aaron came in at hundred miles an hour, low Fox cruising, cruising in a school zone. <laughs> I am excited. You did actually <laughs> wet my whistle uh, with a couple of things that. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Brock will be right back as he okay. attends to his daughter. One second, is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going <laughs> while Brock attends to. His beautiful child, Bambi. We're going to talk to you today about a couple of things in the music NFT space. Let's start off with the news right off the press. Obviously, if you're listening to us last week, you would have seen that we were speaking about the MasterCard Music Accelerator program. Uh, we made some retractions because they actually started to do stuff with it, which we'd love to see. The, the platform is really good now. Um, so I encourage you to check it out if you have not already checked it out. But this week, Warner Music Group, you know, if you're in the music industry, you know who Warner Music Group is. They have teamed up with Polygon Labs to launch their own Web3 Music Accelerator. Now, like I can, I can only think that they've seen what, what MasterCard have done. And so like really they're, they're just, I guess, piggybacking off the idea. Um, but I mean, Warner Music Group, like one of the biggest music groups in the world, launching into Web3 is like super crazy. So, I mean, go off. Brock, you're muted, by the way. Your mic's muted. On Zen. Hello, I'm go. back. I'm back. Hey, he's back. <laughs> we're, to- we're talking about Warner Music Group launching into Web3. Well, welcome. Well, yeah, it is. I was chiming in there and saying, well, yeah, it is the biggest. As far as I know, it's the biggest. Um, mm. Shares, the share, you know, it is a public company. So it's interesting to see a public company entering into something technological at the moment because everyone's f- afraid of that unless it's AI. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think, especially Polygon as well, that's really interesting. Mm, yeah, obviously, those of you who are familiar or aren't familiar with blockchain, Polygon is like the the easy to use, user friendly, like entry level, uh, like blockchain. It's like it's cheaper than Ethereum. Um, it's kind of more accessible in that regard. So, yeah, transaction yeah, really fees are almost that what nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the news article that I'm reading says that uh, the program will support projects focused on leveraging Web three in the music industry on the Polygon network and the targeted areas include fostering artist fan communities and establishing decentralization music production and distribution systems. So it's very interesting to see what they do. I think I read that like they have applications open. So it's like if you think that you want to be a part of this and join, um, I believe they're taking applications. So um, you can probably dig a little deeper and find out um, how to do that. But yeah, interesting that they're not... Because I guess with MasterCard, when they released their artist accelerator, they had already picked the artists <laughs> who they were going to be accelerating. Yeah, they kind of loaded it. <laughs> and they'd already, cho- yeah, they already had chosen like their mentors and what they were going to focus on. So, Warner seemed to be putting the feelers out to see 
who they get. Maybe they're looking for the next Billie Eilish. Who knows? What interests me about this kind of move by Warner Music is doesn't it kind of go against what they're building the brand around now, which is get famous on TikTok, take them for a ride, you know, release their music, uh, where like the days of building up a an artist seem to have been the bygone era more so than they they are now. And it's interesting to kind of take a step back in that direction. I think a lot of their artists that are on Warner right now are probably going to have a few things to say and go, yeah, we wouldn't mind being an artist accelerator program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us some cash, bro. That's how it accelerates me. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, as, as we said, you know, it kind of seems like they've seen MasterCard. Maybe they saw a couple of our tweets going, hey, MasterCard, what, what the hell's going on? And they're like, oh, MasterCard's slacking. We, we can come in here and bloody shake, shake some trees and <laughs> get some get things out of this. It. Yeah. Mm. So who knows? be very interesting to see what comes of it. Uh, we'll obviously be keeping an eye on that um, in the later months, I suppose, mm. is when they'll start releasing stuff. Yeah, it'll be like September, October for sure. Mm. In other news, we've seen a couple of cool, I guess, one one thing is how artists are onboarding uh, their fans into Web3 and into NFTs. The band Avenge Sevenfold, who we've spoken about Back before on this podcast, they're very, they seem to be very tech savvy, very very web three oriented and they're very um, on top of the ball and happy to test out new things, which we love to see. They recently released some merch. So they did a new merch, a merch drop and it was just like, I mean, I guess it was labeled as like a standard merch drop, but each uh, bit of merch. So it was like a t-shirt, I think, or a hoodie um, had a chip in it that you could scan with an app and through scanning that, you got behind the scenes, your access to behind the scenes footage from their tour. Um, and then also through that app, um, when you scan your merch, you can authenticate your merch. So you can see like what, I guess, what number off the off the line it was. Um, it has rarities. And it can also, if you're interested, you can also collect that NFT from the merch. And that NFT gives you access to, you know, early access tickets down the line, um, special events, all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're still catering to their whole audience, but those people that are interested in NFTs or want a little bit more, they're giving them that option to dive into it, which is like Bravo. super smart. Mm. Mm. We, yeah. <clears throat> I think we kind of seen Artifact have kind of been down this path, but they are a, a wholly... Uh, wholly and solely NFT project, so you can't really compare compare the two. It is something that I think, just the way you explain it, then I think pretty much any mainstream large artist should take note of uh, if they're looking to bring their fans into tech. Seems this really simple way. Seems like a really interesting way you can. I mean, you don't even have to use NFTs if you don't want to. You could just. It's a really interesting way to share content and and get people back. You know, taking it, it's kind of like showing you who the fans are that are going to take action, and then you can kind of target those people uh, a bit more closely and go, "These are my core fans. Like these are the people that are really interested in that extra bit of content, that 
that third T-shirt that we released as a merch drop that no one else quite liked, but every, this one person buys all three of them. You know, th- those kind of things that you start to identify those hardcore fans. And this is a light bulb moment, I really feel, for a way to to pinpoint those those people and reward them for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, all you got to do is like if you're a fan of an artist, if an artist said, you know, I'm releasing this T-shirt and it also comes with a a little tag that you can scan and you can get behind the scenes content. Like mm. you, you as a fan already want that T-shirt just because of the content. So it's mm. like <laughs> it seems like such an easy way, especially considering merch is like such a good revenue driver for artists. It's like why not attach a little bit extra bit of juice merch yeah to get those especially get those with the flying current, out the door especially with the current designs we're seeing in the market at the moment jesus christ everyone oh, needs to pick their game up God, artist merch is at an all-time low <laughs> artist artist merch who are like getting their labels or something to make it gee whiz you guys have lost your You've minds seen some shockers <laughs> absolute shockers <laughs> and the final thing that we want to talk about is something we're retouching on something that we initially spoke about in probably what the, episode it has three, to be, four has to be in the first 10 episodes 100 so this is two years ago we first spoke about this is what i guess we were talking about like where we wanted to see music nfts go and obviously at the time uh we would have been explaining that we we came into the nft scene um buying nba top shots which obviously mm. moments from uh the nba games and we thought you know music moments would be something super cool you know all time a festival a festival set where like you know the chain smokers are playing closer and the fireworks are all flying off like you'd love to own something well, like that as a fan. An interesting one like this is something to think about and this is something that has happened and that the global music uh, you know, fandom would know about is like Lewis Capaldi's recent Glastonbury set where he's, he basically had to not sing because of his, his Tourette's and it's it's flaring up so much. Like a moment like that where the fans all start singing the song and he didn't mm. he basically sings like a word of it. Like imagine, you, you know, like it's a pretty personal moment, but if it's iconic imagine at the same owning, time. Yeah. yeah. So that that's just something that you can think about as as owning there is and there is you know so many other amazing moments in music that we can all remember like so think of the Queen concert like they made a movie about it like owning a moment from that it, it is freak imagine the Swifties Jesus wet <laughs> Taylor Swift fans. well even well like you know Jesus Taylor Christ. Swift ta- Taylor Swift I think at the moment on her tour I mean I'm not. A huge Swifty, so I mean, don't come for me, but Lies. I, <laughs> I believe that like she's singing secret songs at different shows. So it's like every different city that she goes to, she's singing a different secret song in the set, and so it's like just songs that she hasn't released, or like I, maybe like the upcoming singles, or like maybe like she does a song that like she only sings in that city, and then another thing, another city, she sings a song that. Only she sings of that city, something like that, where it's like it's city specific. Where you saw her, your hometown or something is where she sang that song. Like just owning something like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I I understand now because there was an, a story going around about females wearing adult diapers to the concert. Now I understand why is because they they don't want to miss any part yes. of the concert. 
Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think someone released on TikTok like, yeah, yeah. Someone released like a TikTok thing of like, here's the best times to go to the toilet at a Taylor Swift set. (laughs) But anyway, the reason we're talking about it is um, an artist by the name of Hino uh, dropped some live video footage from his Coachella set on chain on uh, Zora. So you can go and buy footage of his performance from Coachella on Zora, which is pretty cool. And obviously that's where we predicted and where we thought artists should start looking into is doing something like that where people can mint and own moments of your shows, which, yeah, would be... Think, yeah, really think cool. about the uh, the TBA set, for instance, as well from Coachella. Like, Mate, let me, let me get an NFT of Skrillex Fred again, <laughs> just like walking out. Man crazy like just the walkout you could mint yeah and, and sell yeah. that like that was iconic so mm. you know that you can go on forever about these kind of things beyonce's concert from like these are all coachella but beyonce's concert from coachella is completely iconic mm. and documentary made about it they're, and because and because you think like you know i guess some people might have like a hard time like perceiving like what like a moment from a con concert looks like but it's like you see so many i mean especially on my like tiktok feed like I just constantly see clips of concerts, you know, Harry Styles where like the crowd yells at him, like leave America, like all all those little clips and stuff are just like so crazy and so viral and so like watchable. Mm. And, you know, they, they'd be great as a collectible as well. For sure. But that's it. That's all from us. Another episode in the bag. Brock and Aaron coming at you. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Love you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.